0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Vocare Podcast. Um this week I have a friend of mine. His name is Kyle Barden. Did I say that right? You did? Awesome, awesome. He's uh he's a local photographer out of Troy. Yep. Perfect, perfect. He's um he's a extremely talented photographer. Um I met him probably actually it was way early in the spring. I don't even know actually how I found your work. I think it was Instagram, most likely. Yep. I don't know where I found it, but um, dude, when I first saw it, I was like, this guy uh, lives in the city. Like, I didn't think you lived in Troy, um, mostly because I didn't see photography like yours. Like, yours is a little bit specific. Um, you do landscapes, like sceneries, right? Yep. Is that all you do or just landscapes?
1: No, that, I, it's, I dabble in other things, but really landscape is where I'm comfortable.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, I mean, you had some, um, I think the first thing that caught my eye was, and now that I know, back then I, I wasn't sure, but your, um, your New Zealand pieces, like you went to New Zealand and, dude, those were amazing. But I think that's because uh, I love New Zealand. Most and people so, do. Yeah, <laughs> like, why, why do you think people love New Zealand? Uh, well,
1: there's a connection to Lord of the Rings that a lot of people love. Yeah, I was like, where's Frodo and all these things <laughs> in there?
0: Um nope. But yeah, is that is that why you went to New Zealand?
1: Well, we I went for my honeymoon, um, oh. so uh, me and my wife got married, and that was where we wanted to go. She's a big Lord of the Rings fan, and I love beautiful landscapes, so it yeah. really just worked out for wow, both of us. Well, that worked us. out
0: real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, that's awesome because that was a. I don't. I think I just found you on Instagram, but we end up doing like uh, we end up doing a show in July. Like the first of July, or somewhere around there, like July, something, yeah. fourth, I think. Yep. Um, and I was stoked because uh, I try to get photographers in as possible, uh, as much as possible in the gallery. And it hasn't actually happened often because there's not a ton. I want to say that, but there's probably people listening to this who are like, I'm a photographer and I live in there. You haven't found me or anything like that. But um, I haven't ran into a ton of photographers that um, present art. Like a lot of them do like photography as a business, but they don't have. Um, how do I say this without sounding awful? Uh, they just don't present in shows. Like, they don't do that. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, and it it, it is tough. Um, honestly, I come across a lot of times where people don't consider photography art. It's more of a service rendered. Um, are you serious? Yeah. I guess that
0: makes I, sense. Yeah. So
1: I'll, I'll go in shows where I'll be around other artists that are painters and sculptors and people will have more interest in buying their work because they think that that's art. Um, they'll stop and they'll look at the photographs yeah. and they'll appreciate them. But yeah. when it comes to spending money on something like that, there's, there's not really uh, that much of a interest.
0: Wow. So. I wasn't going to get super deep, but actually like right off the bat, cause we're not very far in, but I, let's, let's talk about that because that seems, I think in my head, yeah, I get it. Um, I think I get it. Well, I should say that differently, because I'm going to say something, and this could be super offensive to you, I don't even know, um, but when people, actually, let me just phrase this in a question to keep myself safe. What do you think people think when they see photography? Because I have my own ideas, and I think I know, because I've been in the art world a long time, and um, I've met a ton of great artists um, and a ton of great photographers, um, but I think I know what people are thinking. What do you think? What do you think is going on?
1: So I I think it really stems from people's access right now to equipment that they can take pictures with. So it's no longer seen as such a challenge to get something like a photograph done. So someone that paints... Yeah. It's a it's an acquired skill. I mean, so is photography, yeah, really?
0: Absolutely. But let's no, not more and, and more people, people I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: m- more and more technology evolves. Uh, It makes it easier and easier for everybody to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, iPhones take amazing photographs.
1: Yeah. Most of the time, you, with Instagram and Facebook, you can't tell if it's an iPhone or mm-hmm. a, you know a professional level camera. So, at this stage of the game, people look at photographs and they say, "Wow, that's really nice." I wish. I could have gone to that location and done the same thing as you so maybe i will and not really appreciate buying the piece of work that you've put out there yeah um so that's i think that's really where it stems from
0: dude we're actually going to get further into that because i have some points because um my wife does photography and uh, i know and i I know the difficulty I, i say this but most people probably won't relate um, but she does photography, and every once in a while we'll go out, and she'll be like, "Hey, take a picture of this," because we have. She has multiple cameras, and she'll be like, "Hand me one," and she'll be like, "This is what I need," or if she wants to be in the shot. And I am god awful, Um, and I don't know why. She's like, "You're just—it's the wrong angle, and it's wrong." And she does so much better. If you were to compare our photographer, because I'm not a photographer, I have no idea what to look for. I'm like, "You're in the frame. It's the frame. It's fine. Like smile. Like it's this is what you, this is what it is." And so I think over the time I've um, personally like built an appreciation for good photography because, uh, I just realized how bad I am at it. And I guess it's the same for like people coming up be like, uh, I tried watercolor and I suck at it, but you seem to do it. Um, to me, it almost equates like I don't, I, in my head, I don't see like, um, a level of skill difference. Like it took me a while to get used to watercolor. If I would have spent that time taking pictures, I might be okay at photography, but I'm awful. Um, but the thing I want to talk about, so do you remember when Instagram came out? Yeah. All right. Do you know like what the point of it was? It was supposed to be like um, take pictures with your phone of your like your everyday life, and it's supposed to be like iPhone pictures. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And so if I remember this thing where um, if you took a picture, like a, a professional photographer took a picture and they put it up on there, people would be like, "That's not real, dude." Like <laughs> you, you got to take it with your phone. Um, I'm not sure if that's a thing, but I think I remember because I remember when it came out, and I think I, I was supposed to be like candid, like. Uh, everyday life kind of thing is that is that am i right on that or am uh, i wrong
1: you know i can't remember all the way back to when it started but i know it's gone through a lot of different phases yeah so. no
0: everything's on instagram <laughs> yeah like everything i wish um i wish i was better at photography because uh, as an artist <clears throat> there's two ways to put your stuff up online and that's either one um spend a ton of money to get your stuff scanned or just take a picture of it <laughs> and so guess what everyone does <clears throat> they take pictures of it unless they're uh rolling in it and so i've had to take pictures of art and uh even then i'm like there's a because all my stuff is watercolor so it's on paper so everything's framed and uh light layers are the worst thing in the world oh, when yeah? it comes on uh take picture of stuff in glass so i had to learn very quickly to not frame it before i take a picture before i frame it because it um looks awful framed and then taking a picture of it i'm sure you probably have some kind of crazy way of around that i don't i don't know what that is i you
1: know i've i've done photography for art before a couple different times yeah i've been hired to do it and because my wife's also a painter i do i do stuff for her to to get prints and things of her originals. so um yeah it's it's definitely something you've got to experiment with and figure out lighting glares different materials it's all it's all something you gotta just Oh, no. Figure
0: out. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have not. I have not figured that part out yet. Um, It's also difficult for being in the gallery. Like, I try to take pictures of people's art that comes through, and a lot of it's already framed with, like, a glass. And um, trying to get – like, I've learned that – I don't know how to, especially if they're in the main center gallery, because there's so much light that comes in, like natural light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot get a good photo of anything. So I've got a whole side plan. We'll talk about that later, um, about how I can pull this off. Uh, but I might need your advice um, on how to how to get it to where I don't have a glare on glass, because that is my, like, my nightmare.
1: Well, there's it's, a little piece of tech that helps with that. It's called a, a circular polarizer. What is that? It's something that goes on the front of the lens, okay. and you can twist it, and it
0: eliminates the glare is it like um polarized lenses like glasses yeah, yeah essentially <laughs> dude all right so we're side rant real quick right <laughs> um and everyone's listens like god jesus this guy with side rants and i'm, I'm bad with side rants but i do want to i do want to bring this up because it's something that blew my mind i had no idea about um do you fish i do not you don't go fishing no okay uh me and my wife we love fishing and um she did a lot more research she just loves fishing i don't know why she just Always as Doug fishing. Um, I have two, but uh, she just got really into it. And she was like, um, "We, uh, we, I need to get some polarized sunglasses." And I was like, "What do you need polarized sunglasses for? They don't like what was that?" And she was like, "It helps you see through the water." I was like, "You're full of it. Like, there's no way. This is a scam. Like, you read some article and it's not real. I don't buy it." And uh, sure enough, she went and got some, and we were out. Uh, we went out fishing this summer. And she was, like, wearing them. And she was, like, this is amazing. I'm, like, there's no way. Like, this is, like, a placebo. And I put them on. And sure enough, the glare on the water, like, the, you know, like, when the sun's out and you see, like, the the water's like the Hudson and we're fishing on that. We, we don't eat anything out of that thing. But we catch some stuff every once in a while and just toss it back because um, they got, like, three eyes and legs coming out of them and stuff. Uh, if for anyone listening, the Hudson's disgusting. And so <laughs> don't eat anything out of that thing. Uh, but I put them on. And straight up, like the glare, like especially like oh, 20 feet out, went away, and you can actually see into the water. And so a lot of times, you can actually see the fish. And I was like, "Oh, this is." So all those videos, like you go on YouTube and see guys like casting off boats, they all got those like crazy like sports glasses on. They're all polarized. They're just looking at the fish 20 feet down because there's no glare. Yep. So I guess you're right. Like it works on cameras as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a key part. Anytime you do anything involving water, you got to put that polarizer put on. That polarizer. Kills ah. that. Kills that glare.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Dude, that's super cool. Um, so uh, one of the first things I want to jump in with uh, you is you just got back um, from traveling. And so I want to talk to you about that straight off the bat because I'm super interested in hearing about this because I got a um, an affinity for some of the places that you went. Um, where did you go, actually, before I just start spouting <laughs> off places? So uh, we went to Puerto Rico first and okay. then Norway. Okay. So tell me about Puerto Rico like because okay. I saw some pictures. You took a picture of a fort. Yep. Uh, fort san juan uh is that, it?
1: that is yeah. not the name Oh, geez. but <laughs> that, it is <laughs> the, right the, the fort in san juan and yeah. i can't i'm gonna be honest i can't remember what the name the real name is it's a fort in san juan yes oh so yeah. i that
0: far off no yeah. okay it's just a fort called something else in san juan <laughs> yes okay. so was, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm fair off like i'm, I'm good so how, what was that like like did you was that something you planned on doing? Like, did you go down there for, to take photography or? No, no, like that, the or?
1: first part was vacation with family. Okay. So, uh, my uh, father in law just turned 60 this year. So, this was a surprise trip for him. Very cool. Happy birthday, father in law. So, uh, yep, we went down with the family, did Puerto Rico. My wife and I went there um, just together last year for the okay. first time. Yeah. Um, and we loved it so
0: much. We brought him back this year. Um, just for a family trip so So did you take photos while you're down there the first time i did yep okay i was about to say did you go down there and be like oh i should have brought my camera (laughs) no i'm gonna disguise his birthday as a a trip to actually take pictures that wasn't it (laughs) no
1: i I bring my camera on all of our vacations Um, this this is actually one that i didn't i didn't bring it with us to puerto rico this time because it was a family trip and i've already been there so
0: um i knew what i was Okay. Gonna go see. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's like I've already taken pictures of this, so yep. it's fine. That's cool. That's like reconnaissance in the opposite realm. <laughs> um but where was that? So San Juan was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um
1: we actually didn't spend the whole time in San Juan. Um we were man, now I can't remember where we were. Uh we were Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we started the trip in, um, a city east of San Juan. Okay. So, uh, we spent a few days there and when we went down, actually, that was the same time that the governor actually stepped down. Oh, okay. so it was a very exciting time to be down there. Um, we were nervous. That was the first time.
0: Yeah. Did you take pictures of that?
1: Oh, no, what, that, not the first time we went down. Okay. okay. This most recent time yeah. it was when the, the, um, what, governor stepped down.
0: Why was it exciting? I don't. I don't know anything. Why about was this. it exciting? Yeah, I'm super not political. Oh. I have no <laughs> idea. Like government, what is that? I don't know. So yes, don't know
1: um, there's been a big issue in Puerto Rico with the uh, the old governor being very corrupt. And, no kidding. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the uh, pretty much the whole city was uh, rioting all the time. Oh, wow. So we almost ended up canceling the trip because we weren't sure about the safety and how yeah. we were, how things were going to go down there. Um, so we had contacted some of our contacts from down there that we knew we've known from the last time we went down there, and they assured us that we're fine as long as we avoid the certain areas that the protests so are going
0: on. Some like what kind of protests? Like
1: uh, outside the governor's mansion, there was a ton of people just protesting. There was a whole um, there was just massive protests. Um, okay, yeah. Puerto Rican artists came back from tours. Um, you know, Ricky Martin, um, Daddy Yankee. I think Daddy Yankee. Um, Ricky
0: Martin's from Puerto Rico.
1: I believe so. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so they came, they canceled their tour. Can is um um uh
0: what was that song? Viva Loca. Oh man, now I'm messing it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally messing up. There's only one Ricky Martin song that I can think of, and I can't even think of it. That's how. Living La Vida Loca? That's it. Living uh, La Vida Loca. He's living La Vida Loca during a riot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. So they, he got out and they elected somebody else? Um, you know, I'm not
1: sure what the status is today. They've <laughs> gone through a couple different people. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, They've gone through it. Um, did you, so here's my question. During all of that, did you ever like, God, I wish I had my camera Yeah. Oh, dear, I bet. <laughs> so did you see any of the rides,
1: anything like that? Uh, no. We, he had actually stepped down um, before we had made the move to San Juan um so when we got to san juan it was actually one day after he stepped down so people were like stoked they were actually very quiet because we missed the entire party
0: oh they're all tired oh (laughs) they're all hung over yeah they're they're, like we did it and they're all hung over in the street just like just just leave us alone (laughs) yeah they threw a massive concert um for the whole city it was yeah they live uh live la vida loca that night is that, is that where we're going um that's pretty cool i wish um i wish you could have been there for the night that they either ride it or, or um i'm sorry there's a fire truck going by we had this problem with uh, the first podcast with rich um we were recording and uh he just got done uh insulting my setup here and uh he was like no oh, it's good and then a the fire truck went by and i was like It is what it is. And so if you're listening and you heard just some sirens in the back, we live on a very busy street in downtown Albany. So um, you're going to get a little bit of that. Um, It happens. But back to Puerto Rico and something I want to ask you, because I'm kind of jumping from topic to topic. But since we're on this, um, when you started your career as a a photographer, did you ever think about photojournalism, like actually doing that? No. Uh, Really? Yeah. It's
1: photojournalism has a certain next level to it uh-huh. um, i don't know if it's next level but it's a different level than where i'm at you're getting shot um, at and
0: stuff like is that yeah. what you're thinking because well, I, no. I think of photojournalism jur- i think of like being in war zones and like snapping shots of like stuff happening all around you that's super dangerous that's what so when you say next level i think like kevlar and um, and bulletproof cameras and stuff
1: well, yeah well there's um I mean, I'm not going to speak for photojournalists out there because I've never you really shouldn't, done you it. Shouldn't, yeah.
0: Um, but it's like, they're know. amateurs. <laughs> I've got this. No, I'm joking.
1: Yeah. Well, there's um, it, just the subject matter doesn't really necessarily appeal to me. Um, okay. You know, yeah. I my focus on landscapes is away from people and the business, yeah. right? Yeah, there's so, not
0: many people in your photos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I picked that up. Sorry, I'm pouring coffee right now. So, um, yeah. It sounds like and, a Folgers commercial in the background. <laughs> And photojournalism
1: has uh, there's a very there's there's finite rules for photojournalism in really? terms of what how you take the picture and how you represent what's going on. Explain that to me. So photojournalism is you're trying not to manipulate the scene in any way. Oh, right? so okay, yeah. It's much more strict in terms of what you're publicizing is the work. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that get in trouble for manipulating a scene there's some
0: i can see why that would be an issue because you're fake newsing it if you manipulate it yeah yeah so so they'll they'll have
1: people pose for them to get the the right shot and that's that's not photojournalism that's against the ethics for that um
0: i wouldn't i mean i guess i i guess most people think about that but not in the background like when i think photojournalism i think of just like being in the moment i didn't think about like people actually orchestrating situations to make it look like there's something else going on yeah it's very interesting yeah. I'm glad you don't have to deal with that. Yeah, me too. So you get to manipulate uh manipulate the shot as you go.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, kind of and, the point. Of and what and I do it, you know, I I love computers and technology too. So it's not necessarily you know, manipulating a scene while I'm there, but I also do some post processing, editing, and creation that way. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. and that and that's something that there's, you know, a big gray area and it depends on the person that wants to view the the photo and what they'll accept. Um, there's a lot of times where I'll I'll show an image and somebody'll ask me, well, how much of that did you edit?
0: Okay. Is that like a rule of passage? Like if it's is hashtag unfiltered, <laughs> is that kind of a thing? Sometimes. Um, but to be honest
1: Almost every photo is edited in some way. Yeah. If you're a professional using a professional style camera, you're shooting in RAW. And RAW is a very flat image. Like
0: like, you need to process a RAW yeah, image. Why would you do You know what? That's the same thing as someone coming up to me like um, that painting. Did you sketch it first? I'm like, oh, yeah, I sketched it first. Why do you think it looks so good? And they're like, but did you add paint to it? I'm like, no, no. Yeah, of course I added paint to it. What do you think? It's a painting. And so to me... Um, When someone's like, you shouldn't have to edit. And like, that's part of the art. Like, right? Is that not part of the art? Yeah. Like, if it didn't edit it, it wouldn't be as good as it is. But because I'm skillful at editing, it looks the way it is. I mean, you're not taking away from... Like, I've seen some of your pictures. And some of them look... I wouldn't be able to tell you edit it. Although I probably know, because my wife's a photographer, I know, that like, there's editing involved. Um, It doesn't take away from the photo whatsoever. Um, So, I don't... I think... I think I also have a, um, uh, I've got a slightly prejudice against really judgmental people when it comes to art. Um, as a gallery owner, I probably shouldn't have that. I should probably be the pretentious, like this isn't good. You suck and get out of here peasant. You know, like I should be like that, but I'm not. Um, and I think when I hear stuff like that, like that, here's the rules of engagement when it comes to doing photos, um, or at least anything like this is how it, this is how it to be done. If you don't do it this way, you're not in the the cool kids club. um, I instantly buck against that system. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you it's it's false to me. And so, do you think that same way? Like, I'm assuming you. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's been a journey, and I've gone through different levels of roller coasters in in terms of this. You know, when I was starting out, uh, I did some photos that I was really proud of, especially some of the ones from New Zealand, Um, because we were on such a time crunch when I was there. We were only there ten days, and we were in a camper van, and we did both islands from bottom and top. Wow. Um, so you
0: traveled from like the Shire to Mordor. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. Very cool.
1: So I, I researched the hell out of every trip we go to because there's, especially when you're flying all the way around the world, I don't want to get back and be like, Oh, we spent three days. I at missed pool. this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had our entire trip planned down to pretty much the minute and the wow. route, so we were going to go and what we were going to see. Oh my
0: God, you must be so annoying to take vacations vacation with.
1: <laughs> well, that's why I went to Norway by myself this okay, year.
0: <laughs> okay, so, okay, we're going to get to that. But yeah, I was about to say that because um, I'm not a planner. And so, if me and you were like, let's go back, back, and you'd be like, I got to see this, and I'm like, dude, no, you go, I don't, we're, I'm not doing this. This sounds awful. Like, it sound, <laughs> this sounds horrific, the fact that everything's planned out. But I, it makes sense because. That's your mentality. You're here not just to enjoy, but to actually capture. And so yeah. that's obviously I'm not here to capture. If I was in New Zealand with you, I'd been like, uh, I'm going to hang out in the shower, dude. You go on. And uh, I would take pictures in front of the round doors and uh, you know show that off to my friend. That literally might be the only thing I see in New Zealand is just the shower. The actual set thing. Yep. Did you go to that? I did. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm super jealous now because <laughs> if we would have went it's like, hey, let's go check this thing out, I would have just stayed there. You'd have been like, all right, I'm going to take some pictures of some cool mountains and stuff. And I've been like, yep, going to have a pint at the Green Dragon. And that's where I'll be.
1: Yeah, we did. We did chill out that
0: day. So tell me, um, this is totally off topic. Tell me about the Shire because I've never been I hear about it, but I don't hear that much about it. So tell me firsthand experience, Shire. So it,
1: it is a tourist spot. Um, yeah, no, I figured.
0: There's a whole production
1: for it. So is it is. Is there really? Yeah, they have um, tour buses that go in and out. Uh, when you arrive, you get to their greeting building okay. where you've got a restaurant and a bar and well, like a, a bar gift full. shop. Tell Me, it's the Green Dragon. It's not. Oh, because fail. there's another bar in okay, what I would enough. say the park that is yeah, the yeah. Green Dragon. Okay.
0: So, although not, um, liter- uh, it's not according to literature because the Green Dragon's in Brie, which is a totally different town. Um, whatever, I'm a nerd. Anyway, continue. <laughs> well, you, you might be upset then when you Oh, get I'd to probably the be set. totally upset. Um, totally upset. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I'd be crying tears of joy. It, it doesn't matter. But yeah, so continue. Sorry I interrupt.
1: So they have scheduled um, tours. So they schedule groups at certain times. Okay. So you can hang out at that welcoming center and then they load you onto a tour bus and then they drive you because the actual set is on a private farm. Okay. So yeah. nobody can just walk onto it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's well away from everything else. So they'll load you on a bus. You'll get screens that give you kind of an intro as they drive you like you the don't
0: know about the shire anyone taking this tour knows what the shire is there's that one person's like where are we going again like, you get out they just kick you off into a sheep farm like just get out you don't belong you don't deserve this yeah yeah but that the um the video is
1: more on how the production set went through and how they Tore down the first one between making The Lord of the Rings and then rebuilding and it then all rebuilding for The Hobbit. No and then way.
0: deciding that, okay,
1: it's going to stay should
0: here. Keep that. <laughs> Why yeah. didn't they? Who, who's the guy at the beginning? Is like, we should tear this down because no one's going to want to be here. <laughs> Stupid. Like, are you kidding me? It's a yeah. million dollars right there. Just don't tear it down. Yeah. No, anyway, I should have been on that set. and been like, I got a better idea. Um, you let me live here and I'll give the tours. But yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry, I interrupted again. You got me super excited over here. I'm talking fast. I've got my third cup of coffee. Um, and we're in Shireland, and so I'm ready to go. Let's do this. So what else? What else happens in, in the Shire? I'll try not to interrupt.
1: No, I mean, you just get there, and it's 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 a set for the Shire. Um, you just walk through. There's different size buildings. They tell you about how things are shot because they're all different sizes. Yeah. So wow. it's... It's shot from different angles, so everything's really condensed in the area that it is. Okay. And all the buildings are different sizes depending on the actors that were portrayed in front of them. Yeah, um, so they explain sense. how they make the Hobbits look so small compared to well, all the other actors. not that short. No, he's not. <laughs> but they actually sat him in a cart, I think six feet behind the Gandalf actor really, while they were talking in the cart <laughs> to make him look so small. That's awesome. So they really? play a lot with perspective in this, this whole village. So Peter
0: Jackson genius. Yeah. Genius.
1: Yeah. yeah to him. So yeah. all of the different shops and, and huts are all laid out in certain ways with different sizes. So the path of the uh, cameras would make them all look um, wow. like they're very far away. And there's a big, um, the big shire, when really it's a very small area. Yes.
0: Was it disappointing?
1: No, no. It was, it, I mean, God.
0: I was really scared that you were being. Like, yeah, f- absolutely. It was about three feet, you know, thirty feet long. It was nothing really.
1: No, it was expansive. Um, it good. just
0: wasn't the shire it was you know, from a movie <sighs> one day one day we will get there
1: yeah but it was really Disney interesting you'll probably do it it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of
0: course this he <laughs> does everything <laughs> yeah, he do everything it'll be, uh, it'll be it'll be it'll uh, be unless there's a resurgence i don't think anyone's into lord of the rings anymore except for me i think
1: uh, they're doing a show
0: no way yeah I heard. like a like a netflix thing like a series yeah yeah, yeah. man they already got my money they're just going to it. it's that's uh, Thank you. Thank you, Netflix. Or whoever, Amazon Prime, whatever. Um, They're just rolling out all the good stuff. So I'm stoked about that. Um, So after the Shire, you got to like, so you had it all planned out. Like you went from, I don't even know where the Shire is. So I was like, how far into the trip is this? Is this at the end? Is this the beginning?
1: That was actually towards the end. So that was on the North Island. um, And that was after most of the uh adventures we had on our own
0: yeah so at the end were you because i've had this thought and i've never even been there um at the end were you like should we just get our visas and hang out like was that something that went through your head? yeah
1: i still get emails from new zealand um come back well i signed up for their immigration
0: emails I think I did that like three years ago um, on a whim, and I was like, "Just please tell me to come here, and I will. I will just, I'll do anything." Um, I think I started making up like occupations and stuff, but it didn't work out. But that's awesome. Yeah, I would totally take them up on that. Um, You get those emails of being like, "Hey,
1: yeah, yeah, we were looking at houses when we were there. Yeah, Um, I would too. And yeah, I'm I'm on their engineering job." bored okay. so they send me engineering jobs just in case i <laughs> cool.
0: no actually i want to ask you about that now since this is um going on to it. so you you're a photographer by heart and by trade because you actually do this a lot like it's not just some like a side hobby although i don't know if that's what you consider it but you you work as an engineer as well
1: i do yep. okay
0: um how do you how do you i mean is this something you incorporate into your photography or how does that work do you do photography with your engineering
1: uh no they're pretty separate at this time okay. um, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I don't watercolor while i build houses so yeah. just to give you a heads up n- yeah. n- not to make you feel bad like i'm not out there painting while i'm um building walls and stuff so no yeah. yeah okay so you so you work as an engineer and then um you find time to do, the, do you enjoy engineering?
1: I do. Um, I'm actually transitioned somewhat out of engineering at this point. Okay. Um, I am now a product manager for software.
0: How do you like that? It's
1: good. It's um, good. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, the creative side really helps me push through a lot of things in my day-to-day job yeah. um, that you don't really get with a lot of other engineers. Um, so I, I work with a lot of different people. And... The creative aspect of my photography helps me think differently than a lot of people I work with. So it helps bring out things that other people aren't thinking about. So it, like, it's helped me really excel my career.
0: I mean, not to go into like examples, but what do you mean? I, I, I understand the fact that like you get to use... But what are other people having to deal with that you don't... You get to deal with a different side. Well, sometimes... You don't have to go into detail. I don't... You'd be like, so there's this figure A and you go into like... <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about. But yeah... Like, as far as creativity, like, do you get, is it drawing and like playing things out, or is it? Um
1: I am very visual. So, anytime we get into okay. a meeting, I'm always the one getting up and drawing on a whiteboard because right. I have to, I have to put something on the board yeah, to absolutely. make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, but it, it just, it's using a different part of your brain. So you're able to see and approach problems differently than other people, especially when everyone is so analytical focused. Yeah, They can get really pigeonholed into one particular line of thinking yeah, yeah. Um, and, and not think about how it's it's different or how other people are thinking about it. So it really helps bring another perspective in.
0: Um, I, I totally agree. Can I'm going to add to that because um, at, at where I work and, and the things that I do, um, I work with a lot of people who aren't super uh they're just not no one i won't said visionary but they are like they see big picture but they don't picture things well um and doing like contracting construction um i have um like if if say just arbitrary laying out like a bathroom with tile like they have like numbers and scan and things like that going on but me as a visionary because i'm an artist i can actually picture it in my head um and i'm super like adept to being able to picture things that's why i'm really good with like measurements and sizes and um being able to build things well because it's already built in my head. Like I can see it and I know exactly where all those pieces go with. Um, I got a, my best friend. He's a musician. And I always found this super weird. Uh, maybe you've ran into somebody like this. Um, but we've had this conversation before because he um, he doesn't picture anything in his head. Like he almost like he, he sees like numbers and words. Like he doesn't have images. Like, he, I mean, it sounds weird. Obviously, he has images. But you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't. He he. When he when he reads something, it's not something that builds an imagination in his head. He's never Mm -hmm. been like that. Matter of fact, I don't even think he likes fiction works of. He loves to read, but he doesn't like fiction, um, because I don't think he works that way. But phenomenal at music. Matter of fact, he's uh, um, the intro song to all the Volcare podcasts. Like he's him and his wife have a. I mean, I should actually probably shout them out because uh, it's the third podcast and I've totally <laughs> left them out, but um, he does a lot of work and him and his wife put together um, uh, this uh, this project called Crystal Optics and uh, you can find them or whatever um, online. I think it's, I was going to spell it, but I don't actually know how to spell it because it's like some weird artistic way of like uh, KY, I don't know how to like RST, don't know. I don't know how to spell it, but Crystal Optics, they're the ones who do the intro and um He's uh he does a lot of the music for that. And so I always blew my mind because in my head I think everyone thinks like me. Like, um, and the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, maybe not. Maybe not everybody has this in-depth thought and picture like framed in their head where they can actually see everything planned out before it's even even there. And so I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Like you're really yeah. good at that. Yep. Um and that helps with photography as well, I'm assuming. So you're waiting for the, like that shot. Because uh, you know what it looks like already, is that yeah? Is that, how that works. Okay, yeah, cool. And
1: and one of my favorite aspects in photography is actually long exposure photography. Okay. Cool. So that in particular is something that you're envisioning what the scene looks like before you actually see it. So long exposure captures motion, and you have to think about that ahead of time because it's not like other shots where you take a picture of what you're seeing. Um, you're taking a picture and making art out of it. Cool. Is, is how I look at it. Very so cool. um, that's one of my favorite things to do is do long exposure shots.
0: Yeah. Oh, I heard this quote um, recently. Um, let me think of it. Um, it was it was something that I don't I don't obviously don't think about. Um, but it was well, now I'm wondering if you actually posted it. Um, but it was um, um, you don't take a photo, you make it. Is that something that sounds familiar? It's probably some famous photographer. Um, and I thought about that. I was like, "What does that mean?" I was like, and then I thought like um, the dark room or whatever. But it's not that. It's like you just don't take a picture when you see it. You actually wait for the timing. You wait for it. You actually there's a lot of development into making. Um, a piece of art that's a photography, right? Oh, yeah. Is that what that means? Because I've read it like super inspirational. How do I apply this? And I couldn't. So I need you to explain the quote to me. Is yeah. That,
1: no, I mean, it, it comes back to it being an art form, right? Yeah. So it's not just, you know, that when people say photography yeah. is not art, it's because they think you're just <coughs> snapping a picture of something that you're seeing. Yeah. Um, they don't know all the stuff that goes into it behind the scenes. I really. Okay.
0: Um,
1: especially, you know, when I, when I take a picture of a landscape, especially in this trip to Norway, I was camping for days on end to take a picture at the right time of a mountain. Um, it's not like I just walked over there, took a picture and walked away.
0: Yeah. You Uh, just instantly posted Instagram with the right filter. You didn't do that. No, that's what I thought. No, no. (laughs) Um, that's cool. I actually want to get into Norway, but, um, we're going to take a quick break. Is that cool to you? Sure. All right. Um, we'll be right back. Okay. We're back. And, uh, we were last talking about Norway, man. Um, tell me, tell me about your trip. That you recently took, yeah. So it was um,
1: right coming right back from Puerto Rico. I, okay. I flew from Puerto Rico back to JFK, stayed in the airport, said goodbye to the family, and wow. went directly to Norway.
0: No, was this just you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
1: this was a trip for just me. Um, after dragging my wife on multiple trips, um, vacations with the two of us, uh, you know, I dragged her through the mountains in early yeah. sunrises and late sunsets. Um, we came to the agreement that we'll do a family trip once a year, and then I can go do a photography focused trip once a year. Yeah. So this was my first solo trip, um, dedicated specifically for photography, and that... To...
0: So wait, this is the first one you did just for photography?
1: Yeah, yeah. Very um, right, cool. well, we've done some trips together that have been geared towards me taking shots, yeah. um, but this was the first solo one that I specifically went for photography. Okay,
0: so why, um, why Norway?
1: So I actually went with a, a group of photographers. So okay, this was led by Marco Grassi. He's a, a world-renowned national uh, a landscape photographer. So he put the tour together. Um, this is kind of his full-time job, which is wow. I'm very envious of. Is that where you
0: want to? Is that where you're going? I don't. I don't know do?
1: that I'll be able to do that. It's a, a lifestyle change that I don't think I'm ready for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's definitely an amazing experience. He's a great photographer, a great guide. Um, so I went specifically to meet up with him in the tour group for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I actually arrived a few days early to kind of do my own thing um, because the trip was focused around Senja National Park, okay. um, which is in uh, Northern Norway. But I knew there's a very famous section of Northern Norway, uh, Lofoten, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, it's because I'm terrible at pronouncing sure everything, and You're my awful. wife makes fun of me all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can pretty much take the first letter and the last <laughs> letter, I'd, and then I make up everything <laughs> in What between. are all those
0: symbols <laughs> in between? <thing>?
1: Yeah. She <laughs> tells me I can never be a guide for anything. Probably she, not. Because I'm mm-hmm. always saying everything wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, that's a pretty popular place in Norway for photographers and travelers to be taking pictures. So it wasn't included as part of the, the tour, so I knew I wanted to hit it since I was all the way over there. I um, think
0: So that's I went yeah. with a few days to spend on my own to just travel that. So. Yeah. Oh, so let me let me ask. Okay, so there's a few actual, I have a few questions um, about this. So you, with the the guy, the, um, the photographer, yep. um, this way does for a living, did you, was it like, how'd you find him? Was it like you have a relationship already, like you, or just followed him, or he sets this up and you just sign up? And no, uh,
1: it was through Instagram. So oh, cool. uh, I follow. And uh, actually, he's partners with Max Rive, another um, uh, landscape photographer. Should we give these people shoutouts? Um, we can. They're very popular. Okay. <laughs> um, they uh, they do tours together. Um, they kind of run a, a tour company together. Yeah. Um, and so this was just one of the choices. Uh, I actually wanted to do Greenland.
0: Um, okay. Because they had. Before there's be a Trump Tower? Is that, is that the plan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- they that's going to ruin so many shots. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah. A little political. Have you caught up on that that whole thing? I try
1: to avoid that as much as possible. It might be
0: easier to fly there after uh, we purchase it. Yeah, I, think I don't that. think that's going to happen. You don't think so? No. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> unfortunate, because then it would make it a lot easier to travel there and take pictures. Uh, but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't you think get, get some power, great too. shots from that observation deck. Yeah. that uh, <laughs> well, sorry. If anyone's listening, they're like, What are they talking about? There's a whole thing, a uh, political thing about the um, United States buying Greenland, because uh, it's a thing now, apparently, buying countries. Anyway, continue. Sorry to interrupt with that garbage. Um, yeah,
1: so that was actually the tour I was um, very interested in, and they weren't offering it this year, so mm. um. I looked and I found that they're also offering uh, Norway, so I decided to choose Norway to go uh, right there, here. and it worked out. Um, it was an awesome trip. Uh, Dude, I
0: bet. I yeah. bet. I like. I like how you went. Um, you went a few days before, and this is uh, something that I that speaks to me because if I ever go anywhere and they're like, we have a tour, I'm the guy who wants to know what's the side tour, like what's the thing that you don't like what's the thing that most people don't go through like what what is the the special you know like I'm all about that although I don't do tours often um, that's kind of my thing and is that what was going through your head like yeah I get the tour and I get where you're going to take everybody else but I want to see stuff that I know about like I want to I want to adventure out on my own right is that
1: yeah I mean I've been doing my own thing for a long time Yeah, um, but I I, whenever I travel somewhere I typically don't do the tours I'm in mean, the same yeah I'm the same thing, yeah, the same thing like, yeah. I, I don't do tourist stuff I'll go figure out my own I
0: hate looking too. like a tourist man yeah I hate it it's like super self-conscious to me like I don't want to look like I'm not supposed to be here like yeah. I don't like that
1: but I, I wasn't feeling that with Marco um, the the trip wasn't in a typical touristy place. It was, Senya was a, a national park I had honestly never heard of before in offering no, right, Tour, so I, I would have never gone there on my own. Yeah. So you opened up a whole new world that I wouldn't have ever experienced. Um, really the part for me to go on my own and add extra time to the trip was because I knew it didn't touch an area that I already knew about that was pretty famous. Yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna travel there or not. It was so yeah, close, so I wasn't you, gonna. Yeah, you got it you gotta go there. Yeah. So um, actually, going there, there's a pretty famous spot in in Fulton. There's a, a chain of small islands with a village in it, and there's a, a soccer field. Okay. And everybody takes a drone shot of looking down at the soccer field as this the the village goes out, and they're great shots.
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't take that shot. Why not? takes it. It's cliche. Everybody's it's cliche. cliche. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I tip... You know, it. it's gotten to me at, at this point... You're pretentious. No, i just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that hasn't bothered me in the past, to be yeah. honest. You know, um, okay. I, I will go take the shot that somebody else has taken a shot because most of the time that's what I'm there for. Yeah. I say, oh, I saw that shot. I want to go with, and get that shot. I, I always do my own spin on it, obviously. But cool. this one... I just, I wasn't feeling it. There wasn't yeah. too much I was going to put my own spin on. it. I've seen this one a million times. So, yeah. but I wanted to hit the area. It, it was a very unique area um, and I put my own spin on it. So actually a ton of the photos that are some of the most liked and some of my favorites are actually from the three days that I was there by myself Really, um, in, in the Fulton area and in places that are not, typically associated
0: with that area. Yeah. So, so not ever Americans going to Norway to take the pictures that you took. Like, as in the tour, like, I'm assuming you went on a tour with Marco, yeah. and uh, it was not a tour of, like, sightseeing, it was a tour of photographers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how is that? How is being there with other photographers, like, do you guys share things, or are you guys, like, don't don't look at mine? You yeah. know, like, is like, don't cheat off me? You know, like, no. what is that? What's that experience like? No. Being around... Cause I'm, I'm super curious about this, because... Um, I've got a whole idea what art, how art and, and competition and those things kind of, those they don't really blend well. And I'm curious to hear about this to kind of change my perspective. No, is, it was, there a, is there like a weird, like, I'm, I've got my thing and you've got your thing and don't take what I'm doing or how does that work?
1: No, not really. It was, it was super collaborative. Um, okay. Marco's there because there's, there's varying degrees of people's expertise. Mm-hmm. You know? um, sometimes these type of tours have people that are very new. Yeah. photography and they want to go and they want to learn from one of the best um, so he's there to offer help and guidance on camera settings, different angles and compositions, uh, which actually came in very helpful for me, I mean I'm pretty experienced with landscape photography, I didn't need help with settings, but while I'm focused, I, I typically do this, I'll, I'll focus on something really hard and i will be there, but he'll be running around yeah. different places and he'll come over and he'll say, hey, there's this great composition over there, you yeah. should maybe check it out and then I'll run over and like, "Oh, this is it's great. Perspective. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's got so, that eye. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's what you're really paying for. Is this guy knows where to go and he has the eye. He knows yeah. what he's looking for. Yeah. And that goes back to our um, the idea of being like, I can just take a picture of my my, my um, iPhone and it looks great. Yeah. It's not. It's not the same. Like no. it's just absolutely not the same and, and I, I started out
1: that way to be honest
0: you know you started off with an iPhone. I'm like, yeah, no I'm so, going to be professional
1: <laughs> I, I bought so I started my journey um, with my my engineering job sent me to Alaska mm-hmm. um, I work with wind turbines so there were some um, turbines that got installed that didn't have a special sensor on them um, which was my area of expertise okay, so yeah. uh, my job said hey you want to go to Alaska and help the customer out and install these. I said, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. It was, yeah. it was June, not, oh. not February in Alaska. I probably would not have gone little bit worse, But yeah, yeah um, it was June uh, and I went out there and I said, I don't know if I'm ever gonna go back to Alaska, um, so I bought myself a fairly nice camera to go out because I, I said, you know, I'm not gonna take a picture with a crappy camera and then, you know, not be able to cherish them. So yeah. I, yeah. you know, spent some money, got a nice camera and brought it up there had it on auto the whole time. Got yeah. Some great pictures. Um, and I, when I started out my journey, I was using those pictures to, to sell those pictures. And they, were, they came out great. Yeah, yeah. They do a great job. Yeah, they do. They do um,
0: They do a lot of work. They do. Yeah. I mean, you can admit that. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially when you're looking at something that not many people look at a lot. Yeah. You know, like if you were to take a picture of Empire State Plaza on auto, um, you're just capturing what people see. Normally, right? Yeah. Yep. So Alaska is not something anyone would normally see, especially not wind turbines in June in the middle of a field. Uh, probably not that.
1: Yeah, I had some unique perspectives
0: so that gave me some good good shots. Um, we, we've talked about this um, before, and so I want to bring this up. So when you started, uh, you, didn't, you started in engineering, but that wasn't exactly what you were looking for. You've been a photographer for quite some time, or at least been interested in it even before the engineering degree came. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, yeah. It, um, explain how that process went in your brain where you're like, uh, this is what I'm going to do for my life. How is this going to work out? Like, what's going to happen here?
1: Yeah. It actually didn't start out with photography. It started out with videography. Oh, okay. Um, Very So cool. when I was younger, um, I was big movie buff. I loved movies. Um, Hold on real quick. Favorite movie?
0: Uh, Not just when you're younger, but now.
1: Well, when I was younger, Boondock sings.
0: Oh, dude. So good. Very um, nice. Now I can't say I have a favorite movie. You can't. No. Top three? Top five? I've got like a top five that I I I, I mean sometimes the more I concentrate on a favorite movie the more I lean towards it but um, there's a good top five that I hang out about. What? Give me some examples just so uh, we can kind of get to know you as well. Kyle, Kyle, what's your favorite style of movie? I mean obviously Boondocks. Are you just like um. You like the gangster style? like Goodfellas? No, not not
1: not at all, actually. Yeah. So what was, was Boondock it was, Saints. What yeah. was that
0: about? because it's, it's an amazing yeah. film. Yeah. William Defoe. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. It was just everything about it. It was great. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, Daryl. Uh, Daryl with his crossbow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Pre crossbow. Pre crossbow. I um, I I I love. I said I like seven times. I love Boondock Saints. Um, I really do like a lot of the gangster films, and I, I include Boondock Saints in with that. I know this is like a Saturday, it's not about photography or videography, but um, you really don't have like a favorite movie. You're killing me. So okay. So what's the first thing that comes to mind? Just spout up. You're gonna be like, Bambi. I don't want to tell anybody, but I love Bambi. You know, like I'm in nature all the time. I always see these fawns, and you know, like always think about the mother getting killed and stuff. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Bambi. <laughs> the mom dies. Um, but yeah, so what?
1: Wrap well, so the top. Honestly, two animated movies do come to mind as as some of my favorites: Kung Fu Panda. Okay. And How to Train Your Dragon.
0: Oh, very cool. Um, see, so. so you should not be ashamed of that. Those I'm, are good I'm not much. ashamed of that. Don't I just, be ashamed.
1: I, I don't want to label anything as my. Favorite. Favorite, you know, that, that just Why not? puts everything else down. There's I a said lot of top, great movies
0: out there. top five. Yeah, come Fu Panda. <laughs> it's weird that you're a photographer and you went with those. I would have went for like if I was you, or if at least I was gonna peg you into a corner. Um, I've been like, you like super um, scenic, like crazy shots. I would at least said Lord of the Rings. You went to the friggin' Shire, dude. You, Lord of the Rings not there. Uh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're gonna end this. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, no, but that's animation. You take natural photos. You take shots of our natural realm, our world, the things we live in. You like con- Kung Fu Panda. I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying, like, really? Yeah. Well, fair enough, dude. Fair enough. You become interesting. <laughs> the more I talk to you, the more interesting you become.
1: I, you're not the first person to give me crap for my... I'm not giving me my, my, crap! My, my movie taste from, yeah. from coming from somebody that, you know, I... <coughs> I like to say that I'm a movie buff or I used to be. I, yeah. I, I haven't watched the movies You in did a say Dog" Saints. We're, we're good on Dog" um, so, Saints. Yeah.
0: I do like... The How to you Train Your Dragon is actually a really good movie. Like, I love that one. Yeah. That one's a good one. But these are animated. I thought maybe you had a, a style that was just like, this is amazing. Like, it's just... See when when I
1: started going so, when I started learning more about techniques in film, mm-hmm. I started to appreciate different things within the film, and mm-hmm. then it started detracting from the film and the entertainment gotcha. part of it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. People are surprised when I'm not saying some super artsy or super out of the box or unique.
0: Um, uh, man, I actually appreciate that. I am I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I appreciate that because most of the time when I talk to people who seem super artsy. Like what's your favorite uh, film? They're like uh, uh, Wes Anderson, The Royal Tenenbaums. You know, like no, that's easy pegged. Like yeah, of course you like that. You know, like um, not to diss anybody, The Royal Tenenbaums is not bad. Um, But those super artsy, like um, Requiem for a Dream. Like dude, I hated Requiem for a Dream. That drug scene. Did you ever see that scene? Oh dude, that whole movie is awful. Um, I know it's like a super iconic thing. I hated that movie. Um and the drug scene's just oh I can't even make it through. It's just so it's just not in my category.
1: Cold classics don't do it for me. Like yeah. for well, the most part. Okay when somebody tells me like, oh you have to see that, I just I automatically don't want
0: to go. You see don't. So you're <laughs> that guy. So it's my favorite thing, is like when you like a band and then all of a sudden it becomes cool and you're like, Oh, I don't like them anymore. They sold out. Is yeah. that yeah? I'm with you on that. I don't like anything that seems too pretentious for me to like. Um, if it's super cool. Like I we have I, I don't tell anyone this. It's a super secret. Um, we have a pretty... Me and my wife have a pretty decent vinyl collection. Uh, but it's super on the DL because I just don't want to be pegged in. I've already got a beard and a man bun. The last thing I need to know... No one needs to know I have a vinyl collection, although I'm saying it on the podcast. Um, I hate the idea of being super pretentious, although I look like... <laughs> I mean... I got an art gallery. I have a man bun and a beard and a vinyl collection. Um, you know, the only thing else I'm I'm missing is like a neck tattoo of something super uh, super cool. You know, but I uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you appreciate Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I'm not giving you garbage about it. it's it's really refreshing. Um, it's really refreshing. Very cool. Um, so as far as Norway goes, you uh, one of the things I did want to ask you about because. This goes back to um, the idea, because we talked about this a lot, and I, I still want to keep on this, because um, having an art gallery and having people come through, and even being an artist myself, and I, I'm, I'm I'm weary of this because I've been struggling with this for a long time, because I've been doing art for a while, and I've definitely been to a lot of shows, I've been to a lot of gallery settings, and I've always come across like, um, I'm, I'm pretty graceful when it comes to art if I don't really understand it if I don't know the technique I can normally pinpoint things in it or I'm like you know what that's really cool or um even if it seems super simple it's something that I would have never thought of and most people wouldn't Um, matter of fact the most even art that's super you ever seen like a piece of art that's just like it's a shape or two Um, and you're like I get it It seems super simple but who would have thought to just do that and then be like this is this is it I'm done and um I try This is gonna sound weird. I try hard to uh, to be like, okay, yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, But there is that thought in my head where I'm like, no, this doesn't pass. You know, like this just doesn't pass. And I have that like we I had this conversation with um, with uh, the guy from Collarworks, and we had brought up bad art, and I was like, every artist comes across something and goes, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm okay. That's not that's not that's not something that was put time and thought into. Uh, and I'm guilty of that as well. Um, but when it comes to photography, I feel like people have that automatic okay, I could take this picture, but they can't. And then and then extended to that is um, you use editing, like you should be able to take the picture without. And it seems like a weird double standard where you should be able to um, you should be able to capture the exact photo, but I could capture that photo as well. And so um, when it comes to one of the photos, I, I read your description on it, um, the devil's teeth. Yeah. And so there's this, and I don't know if you're on the tour or what was going on, but, um, the photo was amazing. Like, I love the photo. It's on your Instagram. Um, but your description of being like, I, I didn't realize it. I thought you went with family to Norway. I didn't realize you went on this thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when you were like, yeah, I hung out, I froze to death on this mountain waiting for this shot. And that's when I was like, Oh man, I don't know anything about photography. Because you actually have to put the time into, like you could probably Photoshop a sunset, but not it's not the same. It's just not the same. Even if you did editing to get the right contrast, it's still you're not just capturing something on a wind. Like you, there's so much time and effort into something, and I feel like people miss that. Like I feel like people miss that, and I think most people miss that uh, when it comes to art in general, but spe- uh, specifically photography. What do you, do you feel the same thing? Am I off?er or- Yeah. No. And and.
1: I'm guilty of doing both things,
0: so we all are. You're an artist; that's what we do. <laughs> well, we like, judge. We judge hard. Um,
1: well, if we take, you know, my my trip to New Zealand, for example, you know, I was on a tight time schedule, and there's so much to see. So there were definitely spots. that There's there one I thing I hit. to see, and that's a shower, dude. <laughs> you ruined
0: everything else. You should just took. No, I'm just joking. Keep going.
1: Well, there's a there's a famous tree, that, and I'm gonna butcher
0: it. The Wanaka tree. Okay. Uh, somebody's gonna correct me. Um, no, correct there. me. They're not going to find you. They're going to be like, that guy was way off. we are like, it's a tree.
1: But it's a, it's a tree that's in a lake, right? So it's coming mm-hmm. out of the water. Yeah. Um, and
0: it's a pretty iconic
1: shot for um, Southern New Zealand. And they
0: didn't use it in the Lord of the Rings? No, they didn't. They, they didn't. Did. I guess yeah. it's nowhere in the literature, so it <laughs> doesn't make sense. Anyway, continue. So I, I'm going to, when you bring up New Zealand, man, there's going to be nothing but interjections of Lord of the Ring references. So...
1: so It just happened to be we were gonna hit that spot in the middle of the day, and the middle of the day is trash to take a landscape photo in. Yes, lighting is terrible; it's harsh. Yeah. Not only that, there were no clouds in the sky.
0: Which makes it worse.
1: Yeah. So beautiful days for people to be out in nature are not great days for photography. Explain that
0: to me. Is just too bright.
1: Um, There's a lack of substance. So clouds give a lot of texture. And they is this like having clouds light.
0: in the in the photo or is it just like the way the lighting comes with having clouds? It's,
1: it's both. So it wow. really depends on what you're shooting. Um, especially if you're doing long exposure things with water and mm-hmm. motion, you want cloud cover so that you don't have to really put uh, essentially an ND filter with just sunglasses on top of it because you've got to gotcha. have a longer exposure and the brighter it is, the harder it is to keep that shutter speed open. Very cool. um, so cloud cover gives you a good overcast, gives you good exposure for that. But in general... Especially around sunsets, sunrises, clouds bring the color to the sky. Wow. So okay. light reflects off clouds. I had never sunsets. known that. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. And that was actually something that happened in Norway. Is we had no clouds for the most majority of the trip. And we <laughs> Damn were,
0: this good weather! <laughs> we were all <laughs> all the tourists are like, "This is a beautiful day." You guys are all on the top of the mountain. They're like, "Oh come on!" Yeah, bring some rain clouds now. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's it's. I would have never, never thought that. You know, and that's that. Once again, it goes back to my uh, elementary thought of photography. I don't, these are things that I don't think anyone really, unless you're a photographer, you don't really know these things. You know, like you don't really pick up on them. Um, the devil's teeth. Tell me about that, man. Tell me about that that night. I want to hear about what happened because I read the description. and I was like, I had these images in my head of you just like freezing to death with your camera and be like, hope this one isn't shaky. You know, like what's what's going on there?
1: Yeah. So I was a little. Underprepared for the trip to Norway, in so I you went, brought a windbreaker. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's got to be fine. I did not bring enough cold weather gear. Yeah, um, honestly, it was the first week in August. You think that anywhere the hottest the month of, of the August year yeah. is okay? Yeah, right. I, I did bring uh, a set of pants and a long sleeve wool. Um, <laughs> shirt and a,
0: a dense rain jacket fingerless gloves you know i didn't bring gloves <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was one of the biggest mistakes i had i want to I take this picture but my frozen. hands are frozen
0: yeah.
1: yeah yeah um that that did happen so <laughs> that's funny um luckily i found out pretty early in the trip when i was off by myself freezing alone in a tent yeah. on a beach um that i had was underprepared. so i bought uh, a couple more. I bought a fleece and another uh, long sleeve wool jacket. Smart, and then yeah. just wore everything the yeah. entire trip. Um, Very smart. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good thing that merino wool doesn't smell because I, I pretty much wore the same clothes the whole time. That's I, fine.
0: I do that on my normal basis and I have a shower available. It's, it's okay. You're fine. But, yeah. So, uh, oh, I actually saw that shot. The one you're talking about where you're on the beach. Yeah. You did that iconic shot, and I see this a lot with photographers. And as much as I see it, um, like, this is like a magazine shot, or it's just a common, like, cliche. Um, I love those. The ones where, like, you're in the tent, and you're taking a shot, and you have, like, your legs and your feet, and then, like, a beautiful scenery. Yeah. And it's, um I think it's one of the most iconic things, because everyone who sees that, regardless, or, like, I see this all the time, they're still living vicariously through this shot. Like, this yeah. shot is iconic and it says it's not just a picture scenery but it pulls you into it and i love those i like absolutely now i don't know how it works with like art as like you put it on the wall but as far as an experience um when i saw that shot on your instagram i was like I've, pretty, i liked it and i was like this is great and that I, I for a moment was on the beach and i was like those look like my shoes and uh, I could be there, you know, like it made it, it just pulls it in. And uh, I enjoy yeah. those shots, man.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's the point of it. Um, I, 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 did have some negative comments that came from it, but you that did? was Hold on. Stop. Grand, right?
0: Tell me about it. I want to hear about it. Cause I, we had this conversation with Rich, um, our first podcast and he was like, I started a coffee shop and people dissed me and I was like, dude, I haven't gotten any disses and I'm not trying to jinx myself, but no one's talked anything about the gallery. So I want to hear what were people saying about Oh, I I, I had a comment that, oh, I see this shot all the time. So basically what I just said? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but on the negative spin. I forgot to tell you,
1: that was me. I
0: was like, (laughs) I see this shot all the time. You suck. No. Um, That's, that's really, people say that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? uh, Yeah, let's just do it. What do you think about that? What do you think when that, let's just be honest. Me and you, we're artists. We're recording this. So whatever we say is in the interwebs forever. How do you feel about that stuff? Because I have my own thoughts, and I'm, I'm, I'm gracious, but at the same time, like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? And I'll tell you mine before I, I set myself into a weird hole, and you're like, "Wow, this guy's a terrible person." I don't let it bother me personally.
1: Okay. Um, it's not something that I want on my page, so I, I went. I actually, went to delete it, the comment, and then the person actually deleted it before I got to it. Really. Um, yeah, and. Not that I'm trying to censor my page or anything like that, yeah. but I'm trying to bring inspiration and good vibes to everybody with yeah. the work that I do, and to have somebody be negative and comment and do compare it to a dick pic. No yeah. way! Did that really happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, was was your dick in it? No, <laughs> no, no, no,
1: wasn't.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that would have been funny because I was like, I totally missed that, and I liked it on Instagram. They're like, oh, there's Kyle, and there's Kyle. No. Um, <laughs> But no, really? He, yeah. That, that, I'm saying he because that sounds like a guy. It,
1: it was a woman. Um, really? Yeah, she said, what's with guys and uh, taking pictures of their feet <laughs> in tents? It's
0: that and the um. pics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I would, have, I would have absolutely left it. Not because it brings bad vibes, but um, my rule of thumb is if you have the cojones to say what you're saying, everyone should know you said it. And that's um, I have a rule of thumb when it comes to things like that. I'm a little bit more on the. Whoa, I didn't mean to get like political, but I'm all about free speech. Like if you say something, sure, good, go ahead. Um, most of the time, because when I, I just I think I think it says more about the person than it does about whatever they're commenting on. Like I, absolutely, um, I like the fact that you were like I was going to delete it, but I feel like you were going to delete it for their sake, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're like, man, this person is probably like four bo- oh, four glasses into that Chardonnay, and uh, they're just pissed, and uh, they're going to take it out on somebody, and it, it happened to be my... Well,
1: like I said, it, it doesn't bother me personally. Like, yeah. If my page is out there, you can follow it, you can not follow it. If you don't like you should the work. you can unfollow it. You so- should absolutely follow it. Um, um, thanks. <laughs>
0: at, I, at Kyle Barton. We'll, we'll do the, the plug at the end, because um, I know there's some underscores in there, I don't Actually know where they're at. Hopefully yeah, you do. The, yeah. So is that and that's I mean not to get like weird out, but that's um. Do you get that a lot? Do you get like people? No,
1: there, I rarely get negative feedback. Um, and actually, the only other negative feedback I had before that was on my YouTube channel. Um, okay. My first video that I think is actually still out there from like three years ago, and then I stopped doing a YouTube channel after that because of the comment. No. Oh. Okay. Because I didn't really have the time to do the video yeah. and the editing and all that stuff. takes a lot. There's yeah. a lot into
0: that. Yeah,
1: so um, I had done an editing tutorial, and then I put on... I had a, a, a gaming headset that I, I put on to do my audio yeah. for it, and it had um, uh, background d- noise detection, okay. so it would, it would like cut out every time I stopped talking.
0: Oh, okay, so and that annoyed somebody.
1: Yeah, they got really annoyed with it, and they said they just
0: ranted on those are the the kind of people who like that ASMR stuff and they're like I just want to hear you breathe and (laughs) because you cut that out you're a jerk and so yeah I wouldn't you didn't take it hard did you no I didn't and
1: I I replied to the comment and I said you know I thank you I appreciate the feedback I'll make sure I fix that in the next one and then Changed his heart, and he came back and commented. He apologized. He said, "I'm really sorry. I had had a rough day. I didn't mean to." (laughs) I was hammered. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. something like that. It's the same thing. I think people do that.
0: I think I. I mean, I know enough. um, I not interject, but I just the internet's a weird place, man. Yeah. And I'm not as far as the gallery goes. I have not been exposed to much. Um, no one has and I say this like a knock on wood although if someone was to be like this gallery sucks and the guy sucks and everything sucks and this guy should um, you know just you know whatever whatever people say on the internet which I'm not on Twitter either so I don't and I'm not super political so I don't know so I like I pretty much avoid all things um, that might bring contention um, I would also don't post any um, from the tent feet pics uh, of a mountain I don't post anything like that we sure. should um, I probably should have. Maybe I'll get some more comments. Um, maybe more attention if I some more contention with this. Uh, but I haven't got anything like that. But the internet is a weird place where people, for some reason, they lash out negatively. And then when you retort... It's, I mean, it's like an old saying. like you, you don't fight fire with fire. Like You you fight hate with love. Like You come back with love and kindness and people are like, Oh, I was being a jerk. I shouldn't have said that. This guy's actually really cool. Now, if you were to have been like it's a picture of my feet in front of a mountain. Where you at? You loser. That that lady would have been like, I'm not a loser. You're a loser. And it just went on and on and on. Yep. Um, but you're like, hey, uh, all right, I might delete your thing. And she deleted it for you. Um, I think um, your resolve as a person uh, helps you out a lot. I still can't. My mind's blown that you've got negative comments because I look at your Instagram. I'm like, love this guy's stuff. Like, I love it. Like, it looks like I'm Nat Geo, like just exclusive. And it, there's, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not super judgmental, but I haven't found anything wrong with it. I think you you take great shots, um, and I guess I'm a dude who wears shoes. So when you post a picture of your shoes in front of a mountain, I'm like, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's is that the only negative thing you've gotten?
1: Um, on my main social media places, yes. Yeah, okay. um, I, had a friend, uh, I have a friend that is pretty heavy in Reddit. I don't get into the <coughs> Reddit space myself. Yeah, I don't either. I don't... Super complicated to learn. I think it's super
0: cool, and I'm not cool enough to be there. Yeah,
1: me me too. So he was into it. So he said, you know, let me try to help you out and post some of your pictures in Reddit.
0: Okay.
1: That didn't go so well. Really? Yeah. Um, Got got some (laughs) got torn apart on some of those um, pretty substantially, and it actually made me pause and question whether I was good.
0: Okay, so that's where I want to get to. Really? Yeah. That did. Yeah. That happened.
1: Yeah, and it, it comes back to some of that. People's perceptions on what's art and whether it's edited or not, whatnot. Mm. Um, because he's posting landscape pictures for me, uh, there was a lot of people that were like, "Well, that's edited. How dare you post an edited landscape picture in here? What's wrong with you? And this is crap." And blah blah blah. And it, I was really unsure of what I wanted to do going forward because wow. I, I enjoyed the editing process. I liked being creative.
0: So yeah, that's kind of part of the artistic process of it. I mean, I guess I understand that as an artist. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like people who take photos with their Instagram and um, they filter it. And they're like, but I'm not a professional. This guy's a professional. How dare he take a journey in the mountains and I'm stuck in my basement doing my Twitch feed. You know, like, they're probably pissed because right. of what's going on. Do you think that? Do you think, like, I Maybe they're, they're not mad at your photo, but they're just mad that you're doing something.
1: I don't know. I, I think everybody's got a different perspective on what they, you know, think about everything. So if they're going to a Reddit feed that's around, you know, earth shots and landscape photography, and they think that you manipulated the way the earth looks at that particular time, and their standard is that they want to see a picture of how that particular place looked at that exact time and how dare you change it then yeah, they can get offended when you change the sky to make it look more appealing, or you you know, manipulate the colors a little bit to add an artistic flair. Yeah. That's my process of creating art. And I'm now comfortable with I do my art the way I want to do it. Yeah, you if should you don't be. like it, that's fine. You should be. Don't you don't, don't, don't my art. <laughs> I'm still I'm still a
0: big I'm still a big fan. If you don't have anything nice to say, shut up. You know, like I'm still that kind of guy. Like I'm 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 very much I try not to put down anybody um one of the reasons why i try not to put down anybody is i'm in the business of promoting people and so even in the gallery like i have walks of people who are all in the different positions in their career they're either starting off like i've talked about this before um josiah is a photographer you've seen some of his photography um he's starting off i mean he's been doing it for three years he's 18 years old um if anyone was to walk in my gallery see stuff be like this is amateur and i'd be like you're amateur get out you know like i don't i don't like criticism of people where they're at doing what they're doing because the point of it is not to like i'm very well on critique but critique has to come from a position of being able to be person personal and so if you come in and i'm I'm fine with like critique like if you don't like a piece of art then don't like it it's totally cool like i'm i I'm not asking you to like something. If you buy a piece of art, you buy a piece of art because you like it. If you don't like it, then don't buy it. That's not my, my job isn't to inspire you to want to like something. Um, The artist makes what they make. And if you you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But when it comes to going, um, I could have done this better or they shouldn't have done this, um, you're also not speaking from a position of of knowing exactly where they're at. And so if they're in it for three years or if they're in it for 13 or if they're in it for 30, you don't know, and and if someone's in it for thirty years, then maybe they're able to um, deal with critique. But as in you, I'm assuming when you posted Reddit, how long were you in your photography when the Reddit thing?
1: Happened? That was a couple years in, of on and off. So See, and I how,
0: wasn't... and the fact that you were like, I think I might have to end this, um, destroys me, and that's that's what kills me about the idea, of of, ex- because it takes a, a percentage of it takes a percentage of your willpower to expose yourself. That sounded totally (laughs) bad. Back to the photo of you in the tent. Um, But to put yourself out, and I said this in the teaser of like, um, in the podcast, especially in the podcast, I wanted to uh, talk about people who are creative, but not just people who are creative, but who had the um, the courage to step out and put their stuff up front, like the way you do with Reddit, the way you do with your Instagram, the way people come and hang art in the gallery, because they're open to critique, and they need to be able to deal with critique, because I think... um, uh, critique from a good source and a bad source helps build a character no matter what uh, but I definitely don't think bad critique from somebody who isn't relatable it doesn't help like if I didn't know you say you came in and, and um, say I didn't I didn't hit you up for the gallery show and I just hit your Instagram up. Hey Kyle um, I saw your pictures I own an art gallery so I'm obviously pretentious and awesome. Um, your photos are great but they seem edited you should change that then there's no, why would it, who am I? Who, yeah, so I have something, but still like, who am I? Now, if you were to come to me and be like, hey David, you have an art gallery, you see a lot of photos, what do you think about this? And then I give you my critique. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a position of being able to edit those things and I think um, anybody who faces critique the way you did and plows through it is, uh, is pretty phenomenal. I don't think I ever dealt with that growing up, not growing up, but like doing art in my career. I think most people came up, I take that back, Uh, One of my first, actually this was my first art show. Um, I had it hanging and a bunch of people came through and I was in the back and I listened to a person who was from the university critique my art. Um, They didn't know I was the artist and they didn't know I was an earshot and they were talking to someone else um, and they critiqued it hard. But there was like a weird slight compliment. Uh, So it was like, this is not good technique. This is not good flow. It's arbitrary in the colors and the contrast. But I like the spectrum of the color. And I left that night going, holy crap, they like my palette. And so all the other bad stuff went like right out the window. But I was like, this person goes to school for this. They like my palette. Like they like the colors I chose. And so um, I'm... Just draw. I was not like, they hate it, and they're from school. I was like, dude, I'm not. I didn't go to school for this. And I've just started. Like, I'm brand new at this. I was fully aware of where I was. And so when they critiqued it, I was like, I'm cool with that. And I'm glad that you liked one part of it. Um, so anyway, I ran it forever, dude. Oh, but I mean, that,
1: that's the right attitude to have. Like, you have to always try to be better. You yeah, absolutely. Better task. So yeah. taking critique is... Extremely valuable. Um, that I, I mean, I'd love to hear the same kind of critique and yeah. see where, you know, people think that my art can go or what they'd like to see. Um, you know, negative critique where it's just negative isn't helpful for anybody, right? Yeah. Constructive c- critique where you can improve and, and what people are looking for is great I and it's super so. valuable. And you have to be willing to accept that and you know that you're always going to get better. Yeah. If, if you think that you're the best that you're ever going to be, then move you're done on and do something else. You're
0: done. Yeah. Yeah. I so. agree. I agree. I think, I think critique is when it comes to art and photography, I think critique is, um, super valuable, but super fragile at the same time. And that's what I was saying is basically like critique can only come from a certain person at a certain time. So if, if it's a random stranger and they're like, I don't like this and you suck, then that's not critique. Um, but if someone's like, Hey, you got, you got talent and this is what you think you could do better. Um, that's critique and that helps it's productive um, because it has that slight of hand of being like, I'm telling you that you can get better because I believe in you versus you should be where you are. You need to be brought back down. And so that's good to hear, man. I'm good to hear. Um The, the photos from Norway, man, were super impressive and uh, I, I enjoyed them. I, 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 I don't ever get to visit places like that, so I definitely live vicariously through you and the tent and the dick pic. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, the, 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 the shots that you took were, were really good, even the edits, and um, I, I know we talked a lot about the edit thing, and I wanted to jump in on this, is because I think the edit part, my wife's a photographer, and, and edits half of it, because a camera can do so much, and if it was not edited, and this is my standpoint when it comes to photography, if you were just uh, to take, cam- take a picture, then all that's involved in is you having the, you're good because of your equipment, and your timing, but it's nothing to do with your skills in editing. And I, I've always had an issue with that because I think, if you're if say you're a photographer starting off and you you probably dealt with this, um, say you only have like uh, a small inexpensive camera, and you're trying to move into the art of photography, um, what would be your advice? Because people don't want, especially if they don't want edits, um, you're going to have to rely heavily on edits because there's so many photographers out there with a highly expensive camera um, solving half the edit problem with the camera that they have. Is that is that right?
1: No, I mean, I disagree with that. Um, okay. I think, there. so regardless of your equipment, um, you can take a good shot and it doesn't have to be edited. Um, the, the cameras do do some work, um, but really... The core part of taking the picture you, you can almost never edit to make up for a very badly composed picture oh so really? okay. composure and well composition and just the technique around taking the shot itself and composing your scene is like one of the biggest pieces um editing afterwards is another major piece to it Oh wow. um okay. so you can do that with any kind of camera i mean you can do it with your iphone you can do it with a basic camera Um, If you compose a shot, I mean, there's very famous photographers out there that uh, were taking pictures with very old equipment back in the day. They take great images. It wasn't because they had a great camera or they did great editing. It was because they They, composed a shot, they knew what they were doing, and they took the picture that they wanted. Um, Editing is just another creative way on top of taking the picture. So if you want to strictly take a photograph and... You can take a great artistic photograph and not edit it, Um, but you can add your own personality and style to the image in the editing room. I know I follow a lot of people um, that do digital photography or digital images where they'll even just take a bunch of stock photos from Adobe Stock and compose them together to make an amazing image that you would have never known wasn't a photograph. Um, from a really professional artist. Yeah. Um, but they'll take you know six or seven different photos and blend them together in Photoshop and Lightroom and, and bring an amazing image together. Wow. That That's powerful, and I, I, it's a great image. And I don't look down on it because it was edited, right? I and I don't look down on it because they didn't take the individual pictures themselves. They got them from somebody else that took the pictures and put them out there. Yeah. So art's always something different, um, and you can do anything you want with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, my personality is if the more you do with it, the more it takes to be able to do that. You know, I, that sounded weird and vague. Um, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, uh, being able to take um, something that you can take a picture of and be able to manipulate it into something amazing. Um, it's not like that was something on chance. You didn't just like add it to filters and then all of a sudden you got this weird random picture. You took time and, and that takes an eye to see. And uh, I think that's valuable. And so when it comes to like, Especially doing art shows, and, uh, and like you presenting your art, um, I, I would, I wish like the one thing I wish like doing the gallery and doing the podcast is people would learn to appreciate it more. You know, like I would, I would assume that's the same thing for you. Like you want people to be able to see something and not just assume you could just snap it with your iPhone, but actually know that you put hard work into it, that you put some time into it. Yeah. And so, right? Am yeah. I am I wrong on that? Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I hate for someone to walk up to my my, my like my watercolor and be like. How long did that take? Like 30 minutes? And they're like, dude, that was like six hours. Like, should it have took 30 minutes? You know, like, oh my God, am I that bad? That took forever to do this? And so um, it's super insulting to even think that people would do that. But um, there has to be, there has to be people out there who don't. Like, there has to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people that, you know, especially when they're costing a piece, they they may come up to a piece in an art gallery or an exhibit and say well oh, I really like that piece oh it's this price yeah that couldn't have taken them that long what are they charging like $500 an hour to to do that work yeah they really put up there uh, it's not really worth that much yeah no, I, they, don't, they couldn't have put that much time into it
0: yeah I'm assuming most people think that I mean it's like the same thing like I think that goes for any job like I would look at somebody who I don't know I don't know how to relate that to any other job actually <laughs> now I'm thinking about it um but I tell you what, let's, um, let's take one more break and then we'll come back and uh, we'll chat a little bit more about this because I got some questions for you. Sure. All right. Okay, we're back. Um, so we were literally just talking about um, editing photos and stuff like that. And so I want to pick back up on that because I had a question. Um, I saw this, I think it was an article, and I have, I have some feelings about this, some actually pretty strong feelings about this that I've kind of waned on a little bit. But um, there was this art show that came out a while back and I saw an article about it where someone took I don't know I'm probably getting my details mixed up but um, someone took like Instagram photos that they found they weren't even their own um, but because of Instagram like early on didn't have like a weird licensing they actually printed them out like printed them out pretty big and then had them in an art show of like other people's photos and sold them for a ton of money and so I thought that was weird because I've also seen another art show at a gallery where it was specifically photos taken by a phone unedited and presented as an art show Like, is does that feel weird as in like it's just this is um, not much time not much effort but artistic expression like it's kind of controversial because uh, I deal with this a lot in my own head like um, how much time should I put into something if I do sometimes I'll, I'll work on a piece of art and I'll get like 10 minutes in and be like okay it, the more I add the more complicated it gets the worse it gets uh, how do you feel about that do you feel like people who take photos that are unfiltered untimed um, just random sporadic is it artistic or is it not
1: yeah I, it's super controversial I'm, I'm putting you on the spot there no
0: I mean I, I think it is I, you know it
1: depends on the circumstance right so I mean if if I came across a great scene and I had my camera and I snapped a picture of it yeah. does it make it any less my image that's important to me yeah. because it didn't take me much time to do it. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, so it, it's all in what the intent was behind the, when they did it, um, what they want to get out of it, and, and who they're marketing it to. Sometimes somebody may find that valuable. Maybe they didn't think about it at all. Maybe they just took the picture and they said, okay, let's see if somebody buys it. Maybe that's what somebody's looking for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Who am I to say? But
0: uh, I like I like that perspective. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little. so I saw this, uh, I'm going to say torn, but... I saw this um, documentary, and it was about this guy who was a videographer for Banksy. Um, it was, like, way back in the day. I think it was on Netflix. And uh, <clears throat> he was like, I want to be an artist. Like, I want to be a graffiti artist after following Banksy around. And um, he, because of this documentary he did about Banksy, came into a bunch of money. And so he started making this art, but he didn't really make it. Like, he just um, copy-pasted stuff, and then Andy Warholed it. And I know that's a style of art. And it should be respected. But at the same time, he took he took a like an image that he didn't really create, but he kind of created it. And then he um, had people he hired to um, edit the images and add different colors, like Andy Warhol style. And then um, set it up for an art show in LA, and uh, had like big names, and like it was a big art show. Um, and the reason one of the reasons was a big art show. And I don't know if anybody ever saw this documentary, but. It rubbed me so wrong and I don't know why I don't know if it's like a human nature of mine or just like maybe I'm not I don't have the right perspective or I'm not I'm not um, I'm not equipped to to judge art well or whatever but uh, he offered for the first 100 people to come to the art show he offered them a custom original painting right but he didn't do any custom original paintings he just did prints of like digital designs that weren't even really his but he printed out a hundred of them. They're like sixteen by twenty, like hundred of them on canvas or whatever. And then I think he broke his leg at the time of setting up the exhibition, so he's in a wheelchair. And he wanted to call. He said they were custom, so he basically took random paints and someone rolled them around, and he splattered paint on each print, and then gave them away as they were original prints, like original pieces of artwork. And I remember, even as an artist at the time, I remember seeing this, going like. If I was there, I would have got God. Like, I would have been like, this is original. This is it. And knowing that, like, and then, like, say I went and I paid the money to get into the exhibition and I got the piece of art and I took it home and I framed it. I was like, this is amazing. And then I saw the documentary and i like, that, that jerk, dude. Like, he just got me. He got me hardcore. He just wheeled around and just splattered paint randomly. And you could tell, even in his intent, he was like, I want to be an artist, but I don't want to spend the time learning how to make art, so I'm just going to fake it. And it really bugged it really bugged me that he could get away with something like that. Now, now at my age, I'm like, that's fine. Like people who are interested in that are interested in that. Um, I'm a little bit different. I'm probably more inclined to, to buy a piece of art that was someone spent time over. Like I like the when people ask me about pricing of art and you know because I get a lot of that from artists who come through. They're like you know like this. What do you think? And they ask my <clears throat> my advice on things. And my advice might not be good, but I like, I like to know, like when they price stuff, I'm like, look, you take the time in that you spent hovered over it. And I use use the term hovered um, because there is time spent like the way you probably do when you're editing, like you're involved in wherever you're editing, like a laptop or whatever. You're spending time with that picture, like it's you in an intimate setting with it. And I love that about art where you're spending time. Intimately with a piece of art and I know you don't get that with prints or something like that um, You probably do more than like other artists, but it's entitled of even if you buy a print from someone that print is a, a, a Print of a piece of art that they spent time staring at judging leaving coming back going like this is garbage of coming back and like that whole intimate journey with a piece of art that an artist takes. I'm assuming you do the same thing with it, With that. And it, it, it bugs me that someone can just go click and done. I'm good. You know, like and never spend time with it. Um, I might be a little bit more judgmental, <laughs> which is awful because of a gallery. And so I probably shouldn't. But um, I like being honest about that. And if someone came to me and was like, I spent 10 minutes on this piece, but it's amazing. And I had this conversation with Michael on the last podcast. He was like, you think artists just pull out amazing stuff like right off the bat. And they never come back to it. And and I have a hard time feeling that because most artists I talk to, I man, they pine over a piece of art. Like that. It's, it's an experience where they get happy and then frustrated and then sad and then happy and excited and then sad again. And do you have that same thing when you're dealing with photos?
1: Yeah, and, and it's, it, you touched on it, it's, it's the emotion in it, right? It, yeah. I'd say less so on the time, um, simply because, yeah, you could potentially do a piece in a short amount of time, and it could be a pretty piece that you could be emotionally attached to it. It, it could yeah. have a lot of meaning to you. Um, and who am I to say that you needed to spend more time on it to be more valuable, right? Yeah, you probably as, as you get more experience, you get faster with techniques. Yeah. On the other hand, if you're just churning out work like a press machine and yeah. you're just saying, okay, I want to sell this and price this one and just turn it out, then yeah, there's no value there
0: for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, right? that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. it's hard for me to, to appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get better at it the more I learn, but just for my own personal experience, that's, that's kind of where I sit, you know, like it's for, for you to just be like you're just pressing them out and um, uh, it just takes a little bit of the umph away from it. That's why I'm very particular on like the artists that I have through here. Like I, I like to talk to them. I like to get to know that they spend time on it and they're not just like most of them have personalities. Most of them deal with what we're talking about, like they have emotions attached to it. And so um, that's something important to me. And it's important to them, so that's why I'm so inclined to be like, get you in here and let you uh, people see your work. If I ever run into somebody who seems like they're just, um, they're just like, I've never done art before, but I need to make a bunch of money, um, then I'm less inclined to bring them in because it's not something that I feel like they um, have, have spent the time dealing with. So
1: yeah, and that's something I think people miss. Going back to one of the topics we talked about before, is people not considering photography not to be art. Especially because you can just print another one, right? Yeah. You can't. You can't just print another painting. Yeah. I mean, you can if you do if you, you spend prints, the money. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: You do yeah. print, which is something. That's a whole other topic. We don't have to get into. I'll be with a different person, I'm sure, because um, I can talk for days on that, and I'm pretty sure I ran it on this podcast forever. No one's like, who is this Kyle guy? Because David talked the entire time. Save your comments. I know. I know. Um, Let's get back. Did you have anything else with Norway that I didn't that I didn't catch? Anything that happened? That I... Oh, there's a ton of stuff that happened. Oh, uh, is, <laughs> it, is this podcast number two? Are we gonna are we gonna have to do that? Tell me a little bit. Give me one. Give me one thing that happened. I mean, uh, a, a continual theme is that I froze. You froze <laughs> <laughs> in August. Yeah, everyone knows that it was August. And he froze.
1: Yeah. So it was. It hit probably about forty degrees. God, um, or less on the top of the mountain. And you're from, from the, the northeast, so yeah. when you say you froze, you I like, love the cold. I yeah, was excited yeah. here to Norway. Yeah, i was like, this is my
0: people, man. I like it. I like. Freedom. Hold on, can I back <laughs> up real quick? Speaking of people, are you from? Like, do you have any? You have anything in there? Because you got am. the, you got the, you're tall. You got the beard. Yep. And uh, looks like you're from there.
1: Uh, I actually got that from a Norwegian family when I was there. I I ended up picking up a hitchhiker, uh, which I I never do. And you didn't get murdered. Good job, dude. Um, He ended up, uh, I ended up having breakfast with his whole family. He was there on vacation. Um, What an amazing story. Yeah. I got to learn about them, um, about, you know, I get to try different Norwegian food, which is something I wasn't planning on doing because I was camping. I I was literally in a tent every night except two nights when I was there. Wow. So... I wasn't interacting with people. I was just in the mountains. So yeah. I didn't really get to do the cultural immersion that I do when I travel other places. Yeah. Um, so this was a good, a random, good exposure to a Norwegian family and, and how their culture is. And it's it's amazingly different than anywhere else in yeah. the world. Um, I actually bought a book in the airport on the way back to, yeah. to show people. Because he talked to it, very frankly, because he... He lived in New York for three years, the, the guy I picked up. Yeah, so okay. he was talking to me, and, and um, he's not typical Norwegian because he's been exposed to other cultures. Okay. So he, yeah. he he was able to articulate the difference between the cultures and how people think that Norwegians are very cold people. Um, it's just kind of their culture of they don't like small talk. Because they're um, cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, it's freezing. Hurry
0: this up. you know, Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like so it was it was funny making small talk with him in the car while he's telling me that they don't like small talk. Yeah. So it was uh, it was an interesting experience there.
0: What about Vikings? Because um, I found out my dad took like a twenty three me kind of thing. Yep. And I found out I'm thirteen percent from there. Um, See, I'm five percent. So you're five percent. I
1: forgot to uh, uh, yeah. To so, bring that. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm less.
0: <laughs> you're less. I I don't. It, it was like thirteen percent something. But I remember it being like yeah they can just that's, narrow it down to the Scandinavian yeah I think it was 13% Scandinavian yeah. that's actually I think what it was I was trying to remember that. I didn't want to like mess that up um, but yeah 13% Scandinavian I was like okay that makes sense um, and it makes sense of why I look the way I look yeah, good. Um, the beard you know like it's natural people right. are like that's a pretty cool beard and I'm like yeah apparently my ancestors raped and pillaged for this beard so it is what it is um, but uh, I, I would love to visit there just because I know there's so much history I saw a picture you took from up there and the sign actually had your name on it your last name yeah so do you have is there a town with the last name Barton
1: no I don't I don't think so
0: uh I'll have to do a little bit more research. because
1: that was just random happenstance that I found that um on one of our you know second last day hikes
0: um, were you stoked you were like yeah. there's a castle I should inherit somewhere around here yeah
1: I was pretty sure that that name originated from England uh, cause yeah I'm part whatever part English or Irish yeah me too that me too to my era. last name is
0: the same thing I know I can probably narrow it down I'm English-Irish Scandinavian like that's yeah. where I'm at there's a small part of me that's German from my mom's side but yeah. um, the majority of it's dude I'm very English-Irish we might be related we might be <laughs> we might be I would not doubt that I would not doubt that um, our ancestors raped and pillaged next to each other it's fine or uh, just got drunk in London which is probably something that happened as well um but I'm, I'm stoked. I, I definitely want to hear... You sound like you have a ton of stories from Norway. Like, you got a lot of good experiences. Tell me one thing um, that he said about the culture. Because he seems like a world traveler, the guy you picked up. Yep. Um, what did he say the difference between... Because he lived in New York. Was it other than the fact that people assume Norwegians are cold um, when they're actually cold, but they're nice people? What did he say about New York? We're cold and we're not nice people?
1: Uh, no, I mean, it was... He didn't say anything specifically about New York, um, but more of just general, the rest of the world is so different. Um, They're they're not necessarily cold in Norway, but it seems like that to an outsider. They're very much... They think other people are fairly shallow in terms of friendships. It it takes a lot to build a friendship in Norway, so to have dinner with somebody is like, you wouldn't get there until three months after being like... That's like a thing. That's like a thing. Yeah, yeah, you're like family at that point, so... They they would a, a lot of the the introduction stage of a Norwegian culture is you would go out and do an activity in silence together separately in the same area and you would do that for a while so before you, just, you moved on. You just
0: throw axes and drink ale <laughs> next to each other silently until you're like that guy's awesome at axes. Now maybe we can have a conversation about a sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how is the weather in in, in there? <laughs> Um, that's, that's awesome. I think, I think I'm from Texas. So it's the opposite where it's like, a, Hey, stranger, I don't know you, uh, but you come to a family reunion. You're gonna know everything about, um, everybody in my family. That's, that's the super opposite of, um, what I assume people are, is that like, it's cold, you know, it, people are, people are probably pretty open to communicating, um, but I guess that's probably not. Maybe it has to do with the cold weather. You know, when it's super hot, you're more welcome to be like, hey, what, what, what are you doing? The hospitality thing comes in a little bit easier. Yeah, if it's cold, you want to get out of there. And get- yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that might be it. Um, so I want to jump back. Um, I do want to ask you a little bit about... All right, so you're... I want to go back to the beginning. Um, when you decided that you like photography. Like, I, I know you started off just taking a snapshot. You went to Alaska um but before that like what interests you because you obviously had an inclination to get a camera before you went to alaska so did you have any thoughts about like doing photography early yeah
1: so early on i started out with videography um and i used to do films with my friends when i was younger um i wish i still had them they were hilariously terrible oh awesome Um, like b-rated yeah like i did i did a a sequel to The Matrix at some point. Um, you kids some kids around the It's block. probably better than
0: the actual se- sequel <laughs> yeah. to The Matrix. <laughs> so you might have had something there. Yeah.
1: So we, we did a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, I, I made the decision. It was time to go to college. Um, and I was good in math and sciences. I loved cars. Um, so I, I, my grandfather was an engineer. Okay. Um, and my dad... I uh, went to school for art, so... Weird, I, you see know, you have so have it the, in both, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's a weird... Um, and my mom went to school for art, too, so... It's a very good mixture.
0: Yeah. You get a, you're you pretty much built for two things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was the decision I had to make
1: when I went to college, was what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so my two choices were do mechanical engineering um, or do film studies. So I chose to do engineering because I thought that, okay, I can go and pursue uh, an engineering degree and still do art still do film if I decide I want to yeah, yeah if I got a film degree there's very little industries that would accept me to do engineering with a film degree <laughs> yeah probably
0: um, <laughs> they're probably like no nah, dude unless you're filming at the, at yeah. this degree uh, or at this job then you're not no that makes sense that makes sense it seems like um, seems like the smarter choice yeah. seems like you analyze that pretty decently
1: it's worked out so far I, got I think so yeah. I did do a minor in film when I was in in school, so I, cool. I kept that alive, and it's it's helped me with my engineering career and continue to do um, the artistic side. So learning video technique translates pretty well to photography. Um, so I knew some things going into it, and then really buying that camera for that first trip was my my spur into photography itself. Uh, prior to that, I was doing all videography work, um, and just taking those pictures. Then I met my wife. And she's an artist as well, so she's a painter, a sculptor. um, And as we were dating, and um, she just saw my pictures and said, "Hey, you know, I think you're really good at this. Maybe you should, you know, continue to try to do it and pursue it." That's awesome. Um, So she encouraged me to do it. I, you know, I I learned a lot. I studied and kept trying, kept trying, and that's that's how I got going with what I'm doing now.
0: That's awesome. That's uh, that was actually a great segue because I was going to ask you because I know. I've met your wife at the last show, and uh, she runs. Um, she, I'm assuming she runs where she started the Troy Pop-Up Art Show. Yep. Um, that happens. I don't actually know how often it happens, but I know it definitely. There's one coming up in September. Yeah, um, October actually. In the October. Month, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty-first. Am I off on that? It is the last Friday of October. Okay. So somewhere on that. Is. Day is. Yeah. Whatever that day <laughs> is. Um, I might mess that up, but um, I was definitely curious about because you actually just. You answered my question before. I've been asked it, but it's it's true because uh, my wife's a photographer and I'm an artist, and so our dynamic as um, uh, an artistic duo, um, we we play off each other in some realms, but we definitely have like critiques in others. Where I have weird artistic ideas for what she should do, and she has like this weird like not weird but um very um, grounded of Dude, when I take pictures of my art to put on Instagram, she's like why did you do that? And I'm like, because, oh, uh, you know, spur moment, I finished, and I was like, I'm taking a snapshot, and put it up there, and she's like, you idiot, no, like, let, let me take the photo, you just not, you know what I'm saying, like, she has that skill, that I don't have, but we do play off each other, you guys play off each, it sounds like you guys, play off each other very well.
1: Yeah, we definitely do, um, because we have separate, mediums, um, it, it helps yeah. out a lot, so it's, there's not too much critique, either way, we do, Ask the other one for opinions all the time. Yeah. Um, And we do give it. Um, But we do play off of each other really well, especially when it comes to um, subject matter. So when we travel, we used to travel together uh, quite a bit. And uh, I mean, almost all of the trips were together. Yeah. Um, So all of my photographs, she was also there
0: experiencing because I was dragging her around. Yeah. yeah. As well. I'm Uh, sure the dragging around was more like she was dragging you around because I'm I'm assuming she had to love that. Like, as an artistic side, my wife's photographer. I would have been giddy, just been like, "This is great! I, I, I'm gonna," you she, know. She's just like sleeping, though. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'm yeah. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan.
1: We went to Iceland together, and I I spent the whole night chasing Northern Lights with a yeah. car, and you know, after the initial spurn, <coughs> she did fall asleep. She in the fall car. asleep, and you're still like, "I gotta get this shot," and then yeah. we would go back after the Northern Lights were done, and I knew that there was a spot I wanted to do sunrise at, so I slept two hours. Yeah, and then got in the car, and she said, "You can go ahead.
0: You, you're fine. You're <laughs> I'm good to go." Sleep. <laughs> yeah, I can make mine any time of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just got to see it. She might have the upper hand, hand, man. <laughs> she yeah. might have the upper hand.
1: Well, I mean, that and that's part of what we what plays together so well too, because there's a lot of times where she's painted a scene that I've taken a photograph of. That's very cool. Um, and and those disappear real quick with those photographs to go Yeah. <laughs> so um, that goes back to, you know, the appreciation of somebody, I you think know, so. likes paintings better than photography sometimes, mm-hmm. even if it's the same exact scene. Yeah. I yeah far, absolutely. But, um,
0: I don't I don't know. I haven't talked to that many people about um, their relationships because um I, I, honestly I, I know your wife and I know what she does so it's easy for me to be like how is your relationship as a you're a photographer and a videographer and she's an artist and she paints and stuff like that and she, she's a, an event promoter actually she's yeah. also she's got an a, a accoutrement if I should say uh, of talents um, and I never really get the chance to ask somebody about how the relationship works because I know how my relationship works with my wife um, being both of us being creative extremely um, opinionated on how we do it and we actually function really well and I, I wonder if um, in relationships uh, when both are artistic in their own right and out of their own realm is that beneficial for the artist or is that actually detrimental like is it hurt more but then again I guess if the critique is greater the better of an artist you can be because it's coming from you know it's coming from a place of love and care and, and wanting to get better um, versus just like somebody who doesn't know your skill I mean I'm not trying to put anybody listening to this is like, my spouse doesn't do any artistic stuff. So, but, but my point is like, um, my wife has an eye for art. I have an eye for art. Your wife probably has, I'm assuming has an eye for art. Um, so they can take what you have and build upon it. And so I think that, I think that's beautiful. Like, I think it's amazing being able to have something that you're um separate but at the same time conjoined it, it's got to be beneficial like when she sees a picture of a mountain she's like this is great when i use this palette like next time wait 30 minutes for the sun to come up further something like that like i'm making this situation up but it's got to be beneficial right
1: yeah oh yeah definitely. if it's
0: makes. not do not say so she might <laughs> listen to this and then you're gonna have a whole conversation but i'm setting you up for brownie points yeah, i'm setting me up actually that's not really what <laughs> i'm setting myself up someone watches you were really, you were really sweet on that podcast. I'm like, yeah, I did it for you, honey. It's that's, that's all uh, that's all true. Um, but it is. It, it makes a difference to me as an artist, especially because I have a gallery. And this thing takes time. And this thing takes the same thing for you. Like, you're traveling, you're spending nights on a mountain. You're not always home, you're not always available. It's not like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, I deal with the same thing here. Like, um, I've got my job. Like, I'm not an engineer, but I get, you know, I'm a contractor. And then I have. All this other stuff happening. And if it wasn't for somebody who I wasn't you know, it wasn't for my spouse who knew what the plight of the artist was, especially if you can't nail it full time. Like if you were like, this is what I do every day, even then probably would be rough for you, but if I was at the gallery nine to five and then went home, it would be a little bit different. But it takes a particular style and mentality of them being like you you're an artist so it's not easy it's not like you can just take a degree and then be it's not like I could have just went to school for an artist and all of a sudden like um, this is what I do for a living like it takes time to develop that even outside like the gallery doesn't always pay for itself like it takes other things to pay for that and it's, it's nice for me to have a spouse that's supportive and knows the plight of the artist yeah. um, to be able to appreciate the idea of being like no it takes extra time like we're doing a podcast right now on, on Friday evening like this, this is could be something totally different. But right now, we're we're pursuing something that, well, at least I'm pursuing. You just happen to be here, um, <laughs> trying something uh, new and establishing things. And um, I appreciate that. I'm assuming you appreciate that too. So, anybody listening, I'm assuming they're like, yeah, well, that's that is hopeful. You know, like you don't have to always do it alone, because yep. I assume most artists feel like alone. And so, um, man, I I I love this conversation, dude. I want to get more into Norway, but I know we've been going for a while, so um, we can go in and, uh, and bring it down, but we'll definitely have to do this again. Yeah, did you great. have a good time? Yeah. I did. It was great. great. I love chatting with you. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're fun to hang out with. You've you got stories, and uh, me and you might be related. be <laughs> long-lost brothers, <laughs> so it makes it easy. Um, tell everybody where to find your stuff at, because I've been talking and talking about all your photography and all that stuff. Um, where can people see... What I'm talking about, where where can they experience your work, especially if they can buy anything like that, um, go and give that a shout out.
1: Yeah. So uh, my website is, my name is kylebardenphotography.com. Okay. Um, You can also find me on Facebook with the same handle.
0: And it's B-A-R-D-E-N, right? Correct. Yeah. Like the city of Norway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. Uh, Instagram's
1: a little different. Uh, It's kyle underscore barden underscore images. Okay, cool. Um, Very cool.
0: Yeah, is is that what you got? yeah okay you have any shows coming up
1: uh, well I'll be doing the pop up with my wife in Troy on the uh, end October. of October okay so that's
0: the next cool. one that I've got so that's when people can come and uh, if you're in the capital region you can uh, definitely hit that up because that's a, that's a good show like she pulls she's a good curator yeah she's done a great a job like
1: putting that. that together she brings a ton of local artists for some some good exposure
0: yeah um, I can attest to that that's, she's got a good eye um, and so, yeah, if you're in the capital region in New York and you want to see Kyle's stuff, you want to talk to him, um, this is where it will be in October, I think, the 21st. Uh, you probably looked that up. People can Google it. That's what Google's yeah. for. Um, oh, I
1: also uh, just put out my calendar for next year.
0: Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to push that. Because um, <laughs> I need a, a large one. Because me and we wife we were just having this conversation about um, timing and schedules. Because <coughs> I messed some things up. And uh, obviously I think you know a little bit about that because I was like, I double booked something. And so um, our conversation this week was we need a calendar, a joint calendar, because she's busy and I'm busy and our stuff seems to overlap really badly. Um, so that was a conversation. But I might have to get one of Kyle Barton's um, calendars. I just need it jumbo size because we have too much stuff to fit in <laughs> small, normal calendar stuff. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry, Nicole. But yeah, um, check that out. If you can go to his page. Um Great stuff, man. And Thanks. I'm excited. Do you have any idea where you want to go next? Uh, I think Peru. for The next trip in the spring next year. I want to go with you. All right. Let's, let's make that happen. Let's do it. Let's go. My wife would love that. Like, she would absolutely love that. Um, we, we, we got to plan a trip sometime. Um, our our anniversary coming up. She was like, "Want to go to New Zealand?" I was like, "It's already been done. Kyle did it." You know, so no. Um, I'm definitely gonna. Problem. We're gonna have the same problem because we talked about it. was like if I go to New Zealand, chances are we're not coming back. And because um, I freaking love that place, dude. Um, if you're listening and uh, and you want to check out anything is going on, we actually have a show coming up uh, September sixth, which is next Friday. Uh, I think this is coming out this weekend, and so. Um, This upcoming Friday is our first Friday event. It's a multi-artist event. We have three amazing artists coming through. Um, They're all from the area. I think they're all from Central Albany, actually. Um, And it's going to be a good show. I also have a a guy coming in. His name's Paul, and uh, he's amazing on the piano. And so he's a new addition to the show, and uh, it's going to be really cool. So if you want to come out for that event, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to talk to you. if you have any questions or anything like that, you can email me at, vocareartgallery at gmail. And if you want to follow anything, um, we are at Volcare Gallery on Facebook and Instagram. And um, I think that's it. Other than the fact that I think I might be setting up a Patreon um, here coming up, but it's going to be more than just podcast. Be like gallery stuff. So I've got a i have got I got a lot of stuff planned. Um, but I think that's it. You got anything else to plug? Nope. just make
1: all sure right.
0: you like and subscribe to this podcast dude that's it man we' said the same thing I forget about that all the time like and subscribe and rate or something um, do that stuff because uh these are great conversations people need to hear these and because uh, it's inspiring and it's, um, not everybody gets to sit down and hear about photography and uh, art and uh, uh, the shire. <laughs> 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 I think that's our not- um, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time